0: Part of the charm is that you get lost there, right? And and yeah. I don't really get lost places. And to top it off, I generally come to places a little more prepared now, and I'm a bit smarter now than I was when I was younger. And it's like I have a lot of these sorts of adventurous sorts of things when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And most adventures come from doing something kind of dumb. Um, and most sketchy situations come from a lack of preparedness.
1: You hear all the bull about marketing every day. Make your money in your sleep. My new is crushing it my guru could beat up your guru it's time to go right to the source and get the truth about marketing with your host the founder of copychief.com Kevin Rogers hey welcome back to the truth about marketing it's Kevin Rogers here uh, really excited for this uh, interview today with my buddy Zach Swinehart is in the house what's up Zach? Hi Thanks for being here, pal. Uh, yeah. You and I have a great uh, history together. You've been a very significant uh, part of my emergence from straight up freelancer to, uh, you know, Ed and prod-
0: lead shot caller.
1: <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know, product creator and uh, now now community uh, organizer. That sounds so, that sounds like I volunteer. Yeah, <laughs> but. Um, uh, I want to tell everybody a little bit about what you do, because and we'll, and, I'm telling you, I, I couldn't be more excited about somebody's evolution in this business than I am yours. Um, so let's talk just a little bit about what you do in, in very basic terms and how you could serve somebody listening to this podcast.
0: Okay. Uh, the most basic terms of what I do is that I do websites typically for internet marketers and podcasters, mm-hmm. as well as normal small businesses. Down-
1: yeah. What, what's normal? Like boring. <laughs> Bur- I was going <laughs> to say breaking small businesses, but I felt like normal uh, was a little bit That's funny. kind. <laughs> you're, you're getting good at this self editing as you talk. <laughs> and let's just call it out. I mean, you, you've, you're working with some, some big names. You you work with John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire. Yeah. Uh, I want to say uh, um, Lewis John Howes.
0: Fields. I haven't worked with Lewis Howes. Okay. Did some work with Jonathan Fields. Um, I've worked with Amy Porterfield. I'm forgetting all my name drops. I usually have a bunch. Oh, James Wedmore. That's a good name drop. Awesome, yeah. I have all sorts of name drops. Sorry to any name drops I'm forgetting. I've worked with Kevin Rogers
1: before. Boom. Wow. Kevin Rogers. Man. That (laughs) that could could be a whole episode right there. I mean, that must have been amazing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: like lots of big internet marketing, sales pages, podcast sites, um, membership sites, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, great, awesome, and your your stuff is really it really pops off the page. You get you get an amazing touch. So you're you're a very gifted designer. I know you work very hard, but I want to. I think the real inspiration people are going to get from this episode is is your lifestyle now, uh, and so uh, you and I met. Uh, It must have been 2000. When was Sam? Is it 12? Yeah, I'm trying to
0: think. I I think it might have even been 11. Like, I think it might have been four years ago. I'm not sure, but it's been a long time. It's It's been been a really long time.
1: Wow, yeah. And so uh, you and I met there. That was the first time I'd ever spoke on stage at an event. And uh, you and I went on to create what was my first – one of my first – products based on the 60 second sales hook what would become the 60 second sales hook uh and at the time you were working uh still at a day job and your your single goal as i recall it was to just get free of that job yeah
0: i can't remember because my my business history is like at first i was doing the business full time and then i got burnt out and got a job Mm, okay I kind of shifted my business model and then quit the job after doing the business model the way that I did like, but I can't remember if back then I was still doing it full time.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, you pretty much were. I was were. at a job
0: for it, but yeah. in any case, I was doing this business and and I wasn't probably enjoying it, so we could at least say that much,
1: right? And so, cut to today. You're sitting now, right? You're probably under a cabana somewhere. You're you're sitting in Puerto Rico, uh, just because you. Decided that's where you wanted to be today. Uh, and if somebody goes <laughs> to your Facebook wall, uh, I tell you, it's, it's so inspiring, dude. Like, you just, it's, to my eyes, I'll give you my Facebook, you know, we're more than Facebook friends, right? But we all like <laughs> keep tabs on each other through Facebook. Yeah. So, from my view, I'm like, Zach, I knew you got free from your job and you were really kicking ass in your business working with these high profile folks. And then the next thing I know is that I'm seeing pictures of you like everywhere in the world. It's like you're, you know, somebody took you on an adventure tour and propped you up in front of all these (laughs) bucket list places (laughs) to take photos of you, right? It's actually just all green Uh, (laughs) screen. That's what it looks like, man. It's like nobody could really be doing this. And so, uh, you know, I've told not to sound older or, or at all condescending here, but you're a young guy. How old are you now? 25. You're 25. And, and I've told people your age or younger before, I've begged them when they had the opportunity and were a little unsure about what to do, you know, with their life. And I'd say, listen to me, uh, just go travel. I, I've said to friends, you know, 21, 22, do me a favor, buy a one-way ticket to Europe, pack a backpack, and just that's all you need to know right now. Trust me. your Life's not going to fall apart. You know, you're not going to get stabbed probably. You'll be you'll be fine. And they go, Yeah, you're right. And they'll get all inspired and then you know, I'll hear from a week later, like, Yeah, I ended up taking that job. And then they're like, they're still at that job, you know, four years later and they're totally unhappy. So now they're like twenty six and they're just as miserable as some fifty six year old person who's towards the end of their unhappy at <laughs> the career. end of their life yeah yeah or, or <laughs> career or at least they're like getting ready to yeah. retire so they could go you know maybe get an rv or something right but you yeah. said screw that i'm not waiting around to live i'm going to see the world right now so tell me how that happened and, and how you pulled it off
0: okay um and it has been i mean like i think that what you were talking about is spot on because so much of this trip like it, it was, it was actually really surprising how little effort mm. it took to uh, make the necessary shifts to my business model to to be able to like kind of have things work while I'm traveling. I'll get to that in a minute, but um, cool. but yeah, it just it's been really cool how it wasn't actually that hard. Like for how significant of a lifestyle change it is, it was not proportionally difficult. Like mm. you'd expect something so hugely different would be equally hugely difficult, right? But it right. wasn't actually that, that tough. So um, what had happened, like. I think that that what when people ask me like what my favorite part of the travels is and, and stuff like that I usually the real answer isn't the uh, you know the kind of cut and dry sexy answer of like oh that one time I did this cool thing right um usually like the real answer of what's been cool about this trip is how transformative it's been for me emotionally and psychologically and stuff because what had happened is uh, back in like May area of this year mm-hmm. um, I through a particularly painful breakup had learned that, like, so many of these uh, kind of personality things that I was working on for myself with regards to looking for validation from other people all the time, um, which, as you know, like my sort of comedy and stuff like that, like a lot of that can come from that same thing of wanting to get validated because it can make someone laugh. It's kind of like validating. That's right. So I had learned through this particularly painful breakup that that basically, even though I had all this confidence in my skills. I didn't actually have any self-worth and I hadn't my entire life. I've always been really confident in my intelligence or my business skills or my humor or whatever, but that's a whole separate thing from actually feeling like I'm good enough as a person. And so upon realizing that I started doing some work uh, with this woman I met at Travel Think Tank named Teresa, who's uh, like a life coach and, and she does a lot of work with people like myself and um, And so what was happening is I was doing all this hard work with her and spending like a lot of hours each day, like meditating and journaling and going to yoga and just doing all this new crap and and learning about this whole component of emotional life, I guess, that I never really knew about. And then it was like I was making this internal progress and I was thinking it'd be fun to go to Europe or whatever, but um, it had been a couple months of doing all this work and I felt like a whole different person on the inside, but everything externally was still the same. I still lived in the stupid Littleton apartment, which Littleton is just this... I mean, my apartment's cool. Um, or rather, my apartment was cool. I no mm-hmm. longer am there anymore. But um, I was still in this, like, suburb in Colorado, like, a bit south of Denver. So I wasn't even by the cool stuff in Colorado. Mm-hmm. It was just by, like, the, the boring old people with their kids and stuff.
1: <laughs> um, the Kevin Rogers. Yeah, my neighborhood. You my, my neighborhood.
0: <laughs> um, and uh, so it was like all this, this stuff had changed internally, but my external circumstances were still the same. And I do this thing where when I book myself solid, I tend to get just overwhelmed because I like to leave some some flex days in the week for work that gets carried over and stuff. When I don't do that and I'm having to like work really long hours, weekends, I just get burnt out and I stop booking new business until I can get through the busy period because sometimes it drags over and I don't know when it's going to be done. So. In the wake of that Tropical Think Tank trip, because I was gone for a couple weeks, I had booked myself totally solid through June. Sorry for all the planes going by. I'm not just hanging out in the bathroom flushing the toilet. They are planes. If you I think
1: you're on the run is what's going on here.
0: <laughs> uh, I booked myself solid through June and, and got that overwhelmed thing where I didn't book anything else out. So it was um, early July, and I was kind of like – looking at my calendar because I was like, oh, you know, it could be kind of fun to go to Europe. So I was looking at like October, November area for when I might have some availability to go for a few weeks and I was like, oh shit, I could just go like right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just booked a one-way ticket to Paris for a week and a half later uh, and then went.
1: So that was cool. Okay. So now the other thing that happens with, you know, business owners is like you said, we, we get into this, we buy into this idea of this promise of this lifestyle And then we get here and we realize, oh man, it's so much work, especially if you're a freelancer, a service provider like you and I are, like you just described, you know, somehow projects go, you know, they get scope creep and all kinds of things happen and it just throws your calendar out of whack. And so most entrepreneurs I know don't feel like they could pick up and go to Paris anytime. Uh, And so, you know, I'm really interested to hear about the shift that you made or, or how you managed it. But I want to get clear. Was it still just you? No. You, you had people working for you, VAs and, and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, and, and that's not to say if it was just me, I couldn't have done it, but it would have been a lot different. Yeah, okay. Um, a lot of what's been enjoyable about this trip is that, well, let me, let me think of how I want to structure it in a way that makes sense. Well, I'll say what I was going to say, because it's weird to just abruptly stop saying something. So a lot of what's been cool about this trip is that I haven't had to work much Mm -hmm. um, because I've been more selective about the types of projects that I've been working on. Mm -hmm. Um, But even though I had staff and stuff, while having that staff allowed me to go from working like 60 or 80 hour weeks to working like 10 hour weeks or something. um, If I hadn't had the staff and I wanted to do it, what I would have done is just, I would have still done my online in a day process where I like, work with a client on Skype and crank stuff out. And I would just work with fewer clients and I'd have it where I'm vacationing for three days and I'm working on sites for like two or three days or whatever. But I could work on those from anywhere. Right. Um, but really the shift that I made was pretty simple actually, which is that um, part of it is giving more ownership and more trust to my staff. Um, so I have my developer Gina who I've been working with for probably like a year-ish. Um, and we – like when I look at the types of clients that I work with because I do that work with entrepreneur on fire and I get a lot of referrals from them. And because I have this whole niche of financial planners, um, that I, that I'm also quite popular in. It's like, I have these two, it's like that whole 80, 20 thing where
1: Mm
0: -hmm. 80% of my business is either a podcast website or a financial planner website. And most podcast websites are similar scope. Most Mm -hmm. financial advisor sites are similar scope.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so a lot of what enabled me to make this shift was um, I found a really good designer, which is what I'd been struggling with for a long time, was finding somebody who's a better designer than me. Because that's yeah. people hire me for my design skills at the yeah. end of the day. Um, and so after finding a good designer, which was where the buck was stopping with me, and putting a little more trust into my developer, and then looking at that 80-20 principle thing and saying, okay, well, Gina can pretty much take a podcast site or a financial advisor site start to finish. It's the complex membership sites or sites that require a lot of custom PHP development. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really just, it's the fancy stuff that requires me. Um, so I either stop taking on those projects or I just charge a lot more for them. Um, and by making that shift and by talking, basically what I did, I, when I left for my trip, I I didn't want to, like, say, oh, I'm leaving forever. Because who would who would make that kind of commitment, put that kind of pressure on themselves? Basically, right. I was like, I'm either going to go for three weeks and it's going to be a vacation, or if I can figure out a way to make it work, it'll maybe be more like three months, um, because that's when I deal with have to run into visa issues. But now, technically, I can just be forever because of visa wizardry and going to not just one place. So anyway, um, what I did is I booked. I just had three clients. They were, I think, one podcast and two financial advisors. I, I booked one a week for the time that I was gone, and I spoke with them in advance and let them know what the deal was, and I essentially just gave them a discount because I was like, hey, your whole website process could be terrible, and it'll suck, and if it does, I will happily, once I'm back, just redo it myself and stuff, but you're taking a little bit of risk with me Mm. trying out this new process, so I gave them like 700 bucks off or something like that um, to just try it, and it it worked well. Mm. Who would have thought that you could trust an employee who had worked for you for a year to do their job?
1: <laughs> yeah, right. And so um, you were transparent with the prospect about what, what you're up to here.
0: Yes, and and I'm really, really glad that I was because if I had tried to just play it cool and, and make everything mm-hmm. work... You'd have been panicking. Um, yeah, and it wouldn't... I mean, it like, so Europe, the time shift isn't too bad because, like, I'm about to go to Thailand in a few days and that's almost 12 hours. Right. Um, so I'm going to... Like, I've heard that working from Thailand is tough because... You're going to have to work nights, so I'll have to do it where I'm doing calls at, like, 9 or 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Europe's, depending on where you're at, more like, you know, six or seven hours or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but regardless, trying to work that time shift and trying to work the shitty wi I'm sorry that I'm cursing. Mm-hmm. Trying to work the inferior Wi-Fi that you have in certain places or yeah. the lack of Wi-Fi. Like, just trying to work all those things without being clear that that's what's going on. Right. Um, that would have been tough. And, and so... Yeah, I mean, I I was just really straightforward because Gina hadn't hadn't been doing that project management role. She had been just doing development. It's like I was thrusting her into this whole new role, um, right? And so yeah, so everyone knew what was going on, and that's why I'm so glad because they're that's why they get their discount. They get a free seven hundred dollars because they're just being a guinea pig, I and mean, they were fine with that, right? Because um, I I gave them the option of waiting. I mean, like the the thing that the I don't want to. Give people who are like on the fence about trying something like this an excuse to just say, "Oh, it won't work for me." But right. one of the reasons it, it worked so seamlessly for me is that I'm fortunate enough to be busy. I'm fortunate enough to be in demand by my yes. prospects, so like people want to work with me. Um, and at the end of the day, if someone's given the choice, "Hey, you can work with me right now while I'm gone, or you can wait three weeks to three months for me to get back from my TBD vacation," most people would prefer to get to work with me over not. So they would they would be okay with having to potentially, you know, have some of that stuff come up um, in exchange for a discount and getting
1: to work with me sooner. Yeah. If that kind of makes sense. Right. I feel like I'm rambling about no, it. No, no, no. It's good. Uh, uh, it's an interesting – because, you know, here's the thing. is I don't want to do one of these shows where I go, Zach just decided and then he went and then it, like, nothing else mattered, you know? Because yeah, I mean there you, have been a
0: lot of difficulties and a lot of challenges. Yeah, because
1: yeah, people get this false idea and then and then they – get closer to it and they realize there are these variables and that's BS right so I'd rather it's interesting I want to talk more about the things you've seen and and those amazing moments that make it all worth it but I'm you know glad that you're sharing the the actual details of it that you know you can't do it like you said it's not that you couldn't have done it alone but so here are the big takeaways so far you didn't you didn't lie to anybody you didn't like try to get away with anything You just, you know, uh, we're very honest with people. And look, we're in a business where we're working with other entrepreneurs. I'm sure they're all happy that you're getting to do this. And it's a good deal to take a little risk if they trust you and, and they know that you'll make good on your promise. And it's not like do or die. They have a launch coming up. You know two weeks after you're done with the site and they're like everything has to be perfect if the circumstances are right and you're just really honest with people chances are they're going to be really cool with it if you're willing to give something to like a $700 discount that's a pretty cool deal Uh, so be transparent Uh, you know hire good people and trust them you know as long as you arm them with what they need to do good work chances are they'll excel and we all know or you should know you know, from all the great business books out there about leadership and things, the more responsibility you give to people, the more pride they'll take in yeah. their work. Um, and I, I love that you said, you know, it's caused you to put a premium on yourself in your time. So if somebody really wants Zach now to sit down with them and work directly on a site, there's a premium for that. And the other thing that you maybe didn't do on purpose, but it's been very helpful to have constant lead flow is that you niche yourself uh, by, you know, sort of a good fortune or, you know, certainly you earned it, but being, getting, getting in with, uh, John and having him, you know, being, you know, he's a leader of podcasts and everybody wants to be him. (laughs) So there are a lot of people are, you know, starting podcasts and building sites. So that's an awesome lead source and, and, and the financial advisor. So those are the big takeaways sort of logistically to me, like how to make, Some things you can start thinking of if you're going, that's what I want. I just want to be able to travel. The whole promise is that I could uh, literally do this from a laptop seemingly anywhere. But those are the things you got to kind of have in place to make that happen.
0: Yeah. I think your takeaways are accurate Um, because really this trip, I think that sometimes what makes the idea of world travel sexy Mm -hmm. is like you drop everything, you you have no concerns or worries anymore, and you just go travel and that's it. Um,
1: Right. Which number one
0: is boring. Like, I'm, I'm already more or less bored huh just, like, straight up just seeing things. Like, I'm like, oh, hey, there's an old church that looks like all the other freaking old churches that I've seen
1: in all the other I'm churches. not even going to post this one. People are going to yeah, start rolling their eyes at me. Yeah.
0: Um, but but this whole thing was kind of like this, a little bit of a, an experiment to just see if...
1: Because if, a, a lot of this work I was doing on
0: myself was, like, rewiring these old thought mm-hmm. processes yeah. and stuff. And sort I was of like, limiting I wonder, beliefs, right? Yeah, I wonder if this whole thing that I define as what... Working life and just life has to be. I wonder if that's just wrong and if that's just something I've been feeding myself. And if I could just live life differently and if mm-hmm. it could just work and then it has. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's my life is more or less the same. It's just it's just different, right? Which sure. I guess is the definition of it not being the same. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's but, you still know, like, you though.
1: Like you didn't have to. You know, you you're working on yourself and there's parts of yourself you want to develop, but it's not like you had to become some different person or live yeah, some yeah, vastly exactly. different existence than you did before. Yeah. It's you, um, with the, it's you with the cooler backdrop.
0: Yeah. It's me with the green screen. That's
1: all it is. <laughs> all right. So what are the, some of the amazing – so you go to Paris. You, you think this will either be three weeks or three months. Where does it go from there?
0: Um, so I actually didn't like Paris at all hmm. because it's like a really bad place to go after a breakup is something you'll uh, we'll, yeah, right. we'll learn because it's like this like super romantic city. Yeah. Um, so you're like, oh hey, there's some couples enjoying the Eiffel Tower. That looks fun. Um, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> yeah. good right. thing I'm here alone. Um, so yeah, I was actually only in Paris for a few days. What, what I've enjoyed the most about this traveling is that um, I've, it's, it's very rare that I'll make travel plans in advance. Mm. Um, and because I'm traveling alone, it's kind of fun because I'll just be somewhere I'll be like, this place is dumb. I want to leave and then I could just leave mm-hmm. um, to just go to a different country. Like, this whole country is dumb. <laughs> sounds, one.
1: sounds like Homer Simpson Seriously. Dumb country <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah I went to uh, I was at Paris first And went to the Louvre And stayed at a hostel And all this nice new culture shocky Sort of uh, stuff And like I tried to speak some French Sometimes so that was pretty cool I took a night train down from Paris through Nice which is south of France mm. Which south of France is just southern France but they call it south of France Even though it's not south of France it's, just south in France. Anyway, mm-hmm. Southern France is where Nice is. And, uh, took a train, like a night train through there. And the night train was really funny because it was kind of like six coffins stacked into like a very small space. Like you couldn't, if you were on your bunk bed, cause there were, it was three bunk beds high in each car. And then there were two rows of three bunk beds. Mm-hmm. You couldn't actually fully sit up. You could, you could incline yourself to like a 30 degree angle. Otherwise your bed, your head would hit the bed like, uh, above you.
1: Wow. Um,
0: so I took that night train down and, and it was really cool other than the claustrophobia because you go along like the whole Italian coastline and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to Vernazzo, which is in the uh, Cinque Terre. or I said it so wrong. That's <laughs> wrong pronunciation. But um, I went to Vernazzo and that's like, it's really cool because it's like, this, uh, each of those five cities is in like this little cove, and I, I assume you don't want me to outline every single place I've been. I
1: no, I just want to hear the highlights of how it You know, like when did it clearly? When was it clear it was going to go to be on three weeks, and how long did it last? And like, what made you decide to go from one place to the other?
0: So Paris, I got sick of, um, so I left that. that yeah. place. Um Vernazza I was only there for a couple nights anyway because, so basically my whole I had like these five goals I Lay out for the trip I will have to remember them Um one of them was do a lot of yoga another one was have sex with random people um nice. another one was like meet friends um another one
1: meet I'm new sure. friends or connect with yeah, yeah meet new
0: friends mm-hmm. connect with old friends too but like meet, just meet cool new people in general so
1: have sex um, with some of them but not others Yeah just like gotcha. just
0: of the pool of new people I've met
1: what them was them. your criteria for either engaging sexually with them um, or not?
0: Probably, like one of them is what type of reproductive organs they had. So, like if they had, <laughs> if they had the male reproductive organs, you're, they so, you're like very, pick, you're very picky. Okay, I'm very selective about what right, reproductive fine. organs I'm okay with. Sorry, Kevin, I'm just—it's very question. old school of you, but <laughs> not very new, new age accepting. Um, but yeah, so I had these goals and. Uh, and it's cool because all of them, even though I forgot the other two apparently right now, have been more <laughs> or less met. And so I was just in Vernazzo for a few days because I was going to this yoga retreat on Sardinia, which is an island in Italy. It's, like, kind of in the west of the Mediterranean, I think. And, um, and that was where I got to fulfill the sex goal, for the record, it was in um, the Sardinia island. And that was really – so it's, like, this whole thing has been, like, eat, pray, love, by the way. Mm. Um, except with me instead of Jessica Roberts, Mm -hmm. uh, Jessica
1: Roberts, Julia Roberts.
0: Gosh, why do I always call her Jessica? Yeah. Instead of Julia Roberts, um, slash Jessica Roberts. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I went to that, that yoga retreat, which was really cool. And, um, and I didn't end up doing that much yoga there, but it was just a really cool experience. Um, and, again, I don't know how many highlights you want of this whole
1: trip. No, it's interesting. I mean, I've seen pictures of you at, at Stonehenge, at, at, uh, at just all these amazing places. And so did it become... I have another friend who I actually just spent uh, a couple of days with who's in a, you know an amazing world traveler. This guy's literally been everywhere. Uh, he's performed comedy on all but one continent, I think. Cool. And um, so... I know for him, he prides himself on not doing any of the detours. He doesn't look at travel guides or any of that stuff, right? And he was telling a funny story about being in Shanghai and getting caught up in this street scam that they do, where, where they invite you to a, a, a cultural tea testing, <laughs> and uh, they, you know, they say, "Oh no, you come come meet new friends," you know. And it's funny because it's so like what you were saying. He, he's been on the road for you know. Thirty years or so, but he was like, you know, that's one of the things I want to do is, is you stop being so judgmental and make more friends, or stop being so guarded. And so he d- agrees to go to this thing, and they sit down and they give him all these different teas, and they kind of explain what what the tea is and what it's how it's good for your body and these things. And then they hand him like a, a hundred dollar bill, you know, and that's the whole. And he realizes right there he's, he's kind of been scammed. And yeah. then they they give you this like red tassel because uh, they're basically tagging you so that other People on the street who run the scam will know that you've already been taken and not to try. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, he was really... It was, it, so that he's a comic, so he gets on stage that night and he's perfect talk, material. Yeah, yeah, talking about it with the crowd, and he said the the second he said the words cult, cultural tea taste testing," half the crowd of you know they're all expats <laughs> were like, "No," you know, nice. <laughs> and uh, so he's bonding with all of them after it, and he's like, some of them were taken for three hundred bucks, you know, two hundred and fifty, and they go, "You're kind of a big guy," and that's probably why they didn't push that's their did
0: push their luck with you, you know. They yeah. have that in Thailand for like the mafia will charge you like a $1,000 for a beer. And because they're the mafia, you kind of have to...
1: Wow. Them. So you'll just be in some bar, you don't know the rules or whatever, and next thing you know, it's clear that you need to pay this bill, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. So what about stuff like that? Have you felt... I mean, you're staying in hostels. Like that to me is a little... I don't know. I love the spirit of it, but I really dig having a lock at my door. I mean, is there have there any been any frightening encounters?
0: Um... I think I heard the people in the hotel room next to me at, like hitting each other like spousal abuse yesterday but I don't know which spouse was abusing the other that was frightening mm. but that was at the Marriott in Puerto Rico um, like a, like a nice hotel
1: yeah
0: uh, no there, there actually haven't been that many frightening things I don't like I've been in some weird situations but I think it's like what i've what I've thought about a lot and I, I did this video in uh, Venice where I was talking about I think just the how I don't really get lost anymore because I have, like, a watch with a compass on it and I have my phone with, like, GPS and stuff and I can get walking directions anywhere. And it's like, you go somewhere like Venice and, like, part of the charm is that you get lost there, right? And and yeah. I don't really get lost places. And to top it off, I generally come to places a little more prepared now and I'm a bit smarter now than I was when I was younger. And it's like, I have a lot of these sorts of adventure-y sorts of things when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And most adventures come from doing something kind of dumb. Um, and most sketchy situations come from a lack of preparedness. I mean, like I yeah. fell for the sh- the shell game scam hmm. in um Paris, like the one where you 've got the cups with the ball under it right
1: um
0: but like I got taken for like ten bucks or whatever right um but i haven 't really had any sketchy things I think because if I start to see something sketchy, I just don 't go that way or something i don't, i don 't it 's been really weird because i 've part of the spiritual side of what i 've been doing is like um you know, not having that judgment and stuff. And right. people are people. Everyone's got stories and things like that. And um, I've just been overwhelmed by how kind and helpful and, and great everybody has been that I've met. Yeah. Uh, which is weird. It seems weird. But but yeah, I mean, I haven't actually had much sketchiness. Um, and I think a lot of that's just you, like, when I'm before I travel somewhere, I make sure, like, I'll call Kaiser and make sure I have all the shots that I need and stuff yeah. like that. I learned that my ADD medicine, um, in certain Asian countries, it's like a felony to have it. Mm. And I wasn't even my, I heard that from a friend who also has ADHD. Mm. Um, so that was me not being prepared, but there's, I think in general you can just be like, Oh, I'm American. Sorry. Americans are dumb, right? <laughs> You've and heard the rumor, will. right? Well, it's true. <laughs> most people will let you off. Um, but yeah, I, I think that what the shift was, cause you asked when it was that I was kind of realizing this was going to be a longer thing. Yeah. Um, when I was there in, in Sardinia, there was, I was, cause I've been doing videos this whole time. Um, and eventually once I'm done, I plan to like string them into a full length kind of film situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was shooting one of my videos there and I was just, it's been, it's just been like a video journal basically. And I was realizing like, I don't want to go back to Littleton cause I was, I was coming up on the three week mark
1: mm.
0: and I was like, I don't want to go back to Littleton next week and just like kind of like, you know, Packing it in from your big adventure and just right. going back to the thing
1: you did one time. Yeah,
0: yeah. I didn't. I didn't want it to be like going back to the Shire. You know.
1: Yeah.
0: That's why Bilbo did all that stuff that he did afterwards. But um, basically, what I did is I set this financial threshold. So, like when I left um, for my trip, I had probably like a hundred grand in my bank account, um, and. What I said is, like, if my bank account balance goes below 80 grand, then I'll stop traveling. And if I can keep it above that, then I'll keep traveling until it goes below that. And so it it changed the whole concept of, like, savings and stuff for me. Because instead of it being me putting away money for something that maybe I'll eventually do with it, Mm. it instead becomes, like, this thing that as long as I can keep making the money that I need to make, then I can keep doing this thing I want to do. And so... I just kind of, I made that decision while I was there. And, and that way it's not me being unreasonable because I wouldn't want to spend myself into the ground and then be destitute and then go home or something like that. Right. Um, and so, so it was there in Sardinia when I was having this great experience. I was like, I was meeting a ton of new people. I was making all this internal growth. Um, it, and it was there that I, I really kind of embraced the idea of not going back. And it's, it's not an easy thing to embrace. And like this last time I was home when i got rid of my apartment and got rid of my car and all that stuff like that's i th- i think i still haven't fully released mm. those emotions and stuff yet because it is obviously i can go buy an apartment whenever i want and i can stay with friends i can see a family i can get an airbnb when i visit town like i can do all those things and i know that i'm not actually homeless because i have money and i can go get an apartment but right. there's it's still just like it's that was my last little my last little piece of normality that i was kind of holding on to and so to get rid of that it's kind of like the subconscious statement that i'm really embracing this right right um so so that's i think it was in sardinia which was only a few weeks after starting traveling that i i i got enough of a taste of it that i decided this is what i want to keep doing i don't want it to stop right now right um, so there's your answer to that
1: awesome that's exciting dude uh, so thrilled to watch it all happen and so what's what's the plan now you've you've sold everything You've uh, you, you basically cut the ties. You're 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 a citizen of the world now. What's, what do you do with that?
0: I don't know. It's, it's that's what's weird. Is like I a lot of what I've been working on is is just being able to be present. And you know, some of like the codependency that I've been working on with myself is like I I'll always try to uh, you know, like I'll, I have a tendency to overthink a lot of the time and over like not necessarily over plan but I'll run through all the possible scenarios or all the things a person might say or all the things that might happen so I can make sure I'm prepared Hmm. it's just it's all kind of like trying to control um, life and a lot of what I've been embracing is just kind of releasing and trusting myself and other people and God the universe whatever that shit's just going to work out if I'm prepared and I'm approaching it
1: out of love and instead of fear and stuff and so and you keep that 80k in the bank yeah also that (laughs) (laughs) I have uh, faith in 80K.
0: Yeah. What else, what else do you really <laughs> What else need? do you need? Uh, yeah. And so, you know, like I've, in the past, I've always made sure I had some goal I was aspiring towards or I had something that I needed to be working on that I wasn't currently. Um, and and I, lately I've been kind of, I, I don't know actually what's next. And it's it's weird because it's something I'm not accustomed to because typically I know exactly what I want to be working on for the next few years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but right now, I'm just, I'm really not sure. Um, so that's kind of not a very good answer.
1: But that's interesting. Well, it's kind of maybe the best answer because that's the theme of this is like just giving in to the moment and not waiting around for better instructions because who's supposed to give those to you? Yeah. There's nobody yeah, better. That's true. So awesome. Well, in keeping true to the, then I've really enjoyed this. Where you know, we're where at the normal time for this podcast, but I knew we'd go a little long just because this is such an amazing story. And I know it's going to inspire a lot of people, so thank you for being here and sharing it. Um, and I also want to ask you, on a more practical level, and uh, keeping true to the format of the show, <laughs> so Zach yes. Swinehart, what is the one thing you've tried in your marketing that produced the most surprising results?
0: So my answer, this is the one that in the pre-interview, I was not sure if you'd like. Um, but the, the thing that I've tried that had the most surprising results was actually not Focusing so much on marketing and instead focusing on product quality. Because back in the day, like five-ish years ago kind of time, I would always like bounce from marketing strategy to marketing strategy, just trying to figure out different ways to bring new business in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was doing sites for too cheap then, so I was always having to get them out the door to get new business. Mm -hmm. Um, And a shift I made when I got my job and I didn't need the money from my business anymore, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I made the shift where I said, well, now I'm going to just always... Focus just on doing a really, really, really good job, like doing a better job than people expected. Hmm. Um, and, and that one decision carried out over the, the following years has been the single thing that's resulted in being able to run a six figure business just on word of mouth. Hmm. Um, and it makes sense. People see the site I did for entrepreneur on fire and it's a great site and they want that same thing right and they like their own site so they want to tell people about it and stuff so so i'd say that the thing that surprised me the most was how much of an impact it was to actually not just look at marketing as the solution and that product quality and service quality have a lot to do with incoming business beyond the actual actions i was taking to get new business
1: excellent i love that that's a great it's a great thing to do, and uh it, it's a great outcome and you know especially i think for a designer where visually your calling card the proof is everywhere you 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 it's all the
0: pudding I throw around
1: that's <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you know like say with a copywriter copywriters are a little less. It's
0: less
1: attributed to you. Yeah, right. And, right, and they don't share – they don't have – they're not great at having a portfolio. And, and it's like if they come from a referral and there's trust there, you, know, you can have a conversation with a copywriter and sense if, if they're qualified for you or not, right? With a designer, there's so much of the art to it that you, you've just got to look. It would be crazy for a designer not to be able to show you the work they did. And yeah. so it, I think it's brilliant for you to go – I want people to only see stellar work, and like you said, if they're proud of it, they're going to show it to everybody, and a lot of people who also would want the same thing. Yeah. So it's it's the best way to get referrals without having to uh, ask for them. Agreed. Very cool. All right, Zach Schweinhart, this was a blast as the uh, final flight descends into. Uh, the Puerto Rico airport. <laughs> yeah, it
0: was, it was good timing. <laughs> uh,
1: I thank you for sharing this. Uh, thrilled to watch your continuing adventure. We'll have to do a follow up and see, you know, if you land somewhere, if you end up uh, falling in love with one of these people you're you're uh, having random sex with. I already and... did
0: that and then broke up, and now I'm traveling again.
1: Oh really? <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, we'll go. do
0: we'll do a follow up.
1: We'll wow. A follow-up <laughs> There's a romance novel going here. Yeah. Where could, where could, could, is your uh, Facebook profile public, so anybody listening to this could come like watch these videos and see your adventures?
0: Yeah, people could stalk me, I'm pretty sure, without being friends with
1: me. <laughs> All right, so Z-A-C-H-S-W-I-N-E-H-A-R-T, Zach Swinehart on Facebook. Go follow his worldly adventures and be inspired. Don't wait around for somebody to tell you how. Just decide it's what you need to do. Yeah, and most of
0: it, by the way, will be on my ZachSwineHart.com blog.
1: Ah, well. Oh, you have a, a blog there as well? Yeah. Uh, even better, go there, ZachSwineHart.com uh, blog. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, okay. Kevin. See you. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Truth About Marketing podcast. If you like this show and you think other people would like this show, the best way to spread the word is by reviewing and rating the show in iTunes. Just log in, click review. Leave a big old fat five-star review and let everybody know that you dig the show so that they can dig it too. To get all the links and resources we mentioned on today's episode, please go to copychief.com forward slash T-A-M, as in truth about marketing. And if you'd like to uh, learn more about how you can improve your sales copy with uh, templates, formulas, coaching, feedback, or hiring a pro... Do all that on the inside of the members area of copychief.com and I will look for you there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.